Jets fans, Winnipeg will be taking on the Las Vegas Golden Knights this evening. And ahead of this uh, matchup, the Jets have a couple of danger men that they're going to need to keep an eye on. Resurgent Jack Eichel, the surprising Chandler Stevenson, and of course, the standbys like Stone and Marcheseau are all going to be on display. We'll talk about how the Jets might be able to uh, upset this matchup and steal a win here in a very critical game on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, like I said, I wanted to spend some time previewing Winnipeg versus um, the Vegas Golden Knights, which is going to be a pretty big game. Essentially, the two top seeds right now in the Western Conference going head to head. Now, the Jets are trailing the Knights in the standings, but Vegas has also played three more games. So who's really winning, you know? Uh, but obviously, this this Golden Knights team, joking aside, beast of a squad. And there are some very big performers for this team all of which have the potential to really upset Winnipeg's day. Leading the charge, of course, is Jack Eichel, who has racked up nearly a point per game, uh, 29 over 27. But you look behind him and he's got guys like Chandler Stevenson, Jonathan Marcheseau, Mark Stone, Shea Theodore, Riley Smith, Bill Carlson, the whole lot. I mean, this is a huge, huge team with tons of scoring talent and very rapid puck movement. So the Jets traditionally don't play uh, Vegas particularly well. It's not exactly a surprise. Vegas has had Winnipeg's number in terms of speed and skill, not because the, the Knights necessarily have um, a complete mismatch all up and down the lineup, but it's more like how they deploy it, the the pace of play, and that has generally put the Jets under a lot of stress. And Bruce Cassidy, he's got things figured out pretty quickly. This team, he's got them playing very aggressively, uh, lots of great puck movement, very rapid puck movement. And the only real weakness with this team that you could potentially argue is that perhaps, just perhaps, the goaltending is something that the Jets could potentially target. But, you know, both Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill have been putting up uh, putting up pretty decent numbers. I, I guess it's going to come down to execution, right? So can Vegas get past Hellebuck and will the Jets be able to get past a defense that has frankly conceded a number of opportunities this year? The Knights in general don't really have many weaknesses. But in the few areas that they do, sometimes they've had mental lapses. I've heard stuff from other folks who are Knights fans suggesting that Vegas sometimes maybe loses focus, maybe gets a little bit complacent. From what I've seen of this team, they're they're very dangerous. They're very fast. And I am not anticipating a particularly easy outing. I think this Knights team has the potential to uh, certainly go all the way this year. Very good squad. 
Um, recently, past couple of games, they've had some closer margins than I think they would like. They've lost a few games, too. Uh, they lost to uh, the Bruins recently, and they also lost to the Rangers, and then they barely scraped by some squads like Columbus and Philadelphia. So for the most part, this Knights team has been pretty smooth sailing this year, but recently, past couple of weeks, maybe signs of some weakness for the Jets to take advantage of. Now, I think for Winnipeg, you know, the one thing that they're going to have to do is stay off of the penalty kill, right? That is a, a very big asset for the Knights is when they have the power play. That odd man situation for them just creates so much more space. And all of the danger and threat that they have is magnified, right? They have that excellent in-zone passing. They know how to stretch PK diamonds. And the quick cycling and puck movement from high to low creates a lot of space for them to find scoring lanes. So the Jets are going to have to be on their best behavior. The last time Winnipeg faced this team, I believe, was the overtime defeat, which the Jets were frankly lucky to even come out with a point. This time, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Jets handle things. They will be without the services of Saku Manalainen and uh, Logan Stanley, which is unfortunate for both of them. Logan had just been finding form recently and was actually having a couple of really solid games recently. And then, of course, you know, he he has another lower body injury very unfortunate for him. He's set to, at, set to miss at least a month. Um, and Saku Manalainen also sounds like long-term injury. He has also uh, been scheduled to miss a month as well. So the recovery times for these, not looking good. The Jets are going to have to make do. I will say that I think Manalainen, uh, you know, his, his impact on the team wasn't nearly as positive as I was hoping for. I thought that he'd really have a, an aggressive forecheck, which he does. But the puck, move, uh, the puck management and movement side of things it's been a little bit inconsistent, right? Sometimes he'll try and skate through a few defenders. He coughs up the puck and it leads to a counter. So I think Harkins is going to do really good job here, uh, sliding in alongside Lowry. Jansen has looked refreshed since being sent down to the moose. It's not often that you see a guy get demoted and then come back looking like a new player, but Harkins, I don't know what happened, but he's really been putting on a, a good show. And it's nice to see. I mean, this guy has a lot of talent. It's clear that there was technique, but the execution and putting it all together maybe wasn't there for the past couple of years. It finally seems like he's carving out a, a role here on the third and fourth lines, and him arriving back to the Jets looking like a new man really couldn't come of a uh, couldn't have come at a better time. So glad to see that uh, Dylan Sandberg, of course, will be playing in Stanley's place as well. Uh, Sandberg has had an okay run of form this year. Some games he's he's you know right as rain in a very stable number sixty. Other times you kind of wonder a little bit. Uh, he's been coughing up the puck a lot, similar to what Stanley had happened in previous years. Sandberg, you can still see some growing pains with him at the NHL level, but hopefully he irons those out and you know is ready to go against a, a Knights team that, frankly, is going to be a tough one. Schmidt will be his partner, so I'm hoping that Nate's experience with Vegas helps give him at least a little bit of uh, a little bit of extra incentive to try and go out and win this thing. But you know this this Jets team. They don't like the Knights. The Knights don't like them. Vegas broke our hearts before, so it's time to kind of set the record straight and show which of these teams should be sitting at the top of the West. Now, of course, we're going to have to wait until this evening for that game to kick off. So in the meantime, I do want to continue our thoughts on uh, early quarter season report cards. We're going to focus on right wingers here in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I wanted to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all of these sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you need this season, whether you're looking for college or professional sports. They've got everything from college basketball to, of course, college football bowl season. A lot of you are probably excited about that. And they've also got NFL coverage as we are rolling into the final weeks of the regular season and prepping for the Super Bowl run. But if you're into the other side of football, they've also got European leagues and they've got the World Cup. Be sure to find lots of Winnipeg stats, odds, and lines on Bet Online as well. But if you want to take a step back from sports, maybe your life doesn't always revolve around sports 100% of the time. It's also got some Vegas casino games for you to take a bit of a break. But if you're like me and your life does, in fact, revolve around sports, well, they've also got great sports podcasts that you are sure to love. So if you're ready to get started, register for a free account right now at betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device because Betonline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for joining us this evening. We are uh, talking, of course, about Winnipeg versus Vegas, but we just previewed what will be a pretty intense matchup for the Jets and Knights in equal measure. But, you know, obviously we have to wait until the evening for that game to kick off. So in between then, we've got some thoughts on quarterly reports, report cards for a number of Jets players. We're going to go through the right wing side in just a little bit here. But before we go any further, I just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts who provide you insights that only Locked On can give you. Be sure to follow Locked On Sports today on all of your favorite sp- uh, sports podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, same joints that were available on. So, As always, it is free to subscribe, and please do so because we really love and appreciate your support. Now, circling back to the Jets report cards, obviously on the right wing side, the Jets have had mm, some instability this year. Uh, I'm not going to use Ehlers for this report card just because he really hasn't been around long enough to even register for, um, you know, a a sample size. So we're going to skip him. Uh, But on the Jets right side, I mean, it's been a bit of a rotating cast. Actually, um, I wanted to see who is actually on on the right side right now just because for Winnipeg, it's changed pretty uh, routinely, and I wouldn't be shocked if Winnipeg is changing it again. We've seen Sam Gagne on the first line. We've seen um, (laughs) Mikey Isamont recently being deputized to play alongside Connor and Dubois. Uh, Of course, Wheeler is probably one of the few mainstays, but the rest of the lineup is all kind of jumbled. So on the right side right now, we've got Blake Wheeler. We'll start off with him. I think for Wheeler, I want to give him probably a B. I think a B makes sense. Uh, Blake is kind of at the stage of his career where as a play driver, that side of his game is probably not, you know, a thing as much, right? He has generally been one of the breadwinners of the squad. Recent times that's kind of declined. And so what you want him to do is be that really savvy veteran presence who is, you know, when paired with guys like Perfetti and Shifley, can kind of capitalize on the scoring opportunities, knows where he needs to be, and can finish those chances. And recently, he's been doing a lot of that. So I think despite the lack of play driving numbers, given where Wheeler is at the stage of his career, given what we've seen with his on-ice performance recently, I think a B is fair. I think, you know, you, you take into account the fact that he can't do what he used to when he was in his 20s, but he can still play a valuable role. He's still got good passing. He still has that spatial awareness. And you can see shades of that elite player that he once was every now and then, right? So 
you're, you're not going to get the perfect performance, but a guy who is still fighting for the badge, who still wants to be an important contributor for this team. I, I get it. You know, I think that a lot of us have had mixed feelings on him being, you know, placed on the, the top line, but so far it's not been as much of a detriment. Thanks to Cole Perfetti. I think he's done a marvelous job since joining Shifley and uh, helping Wheeler out with a lot of the other stuff, whether it's space creation, opening up some of those passing and shooting lanes, etc. And even Wheeler has given uh, Perfetti some praise and, and some nods of approval for some of the amazing passes that he has pulled off. So all in all, you really have to enjoy what we're seeing with uh, Wheeler's, I guess, scoring resurgence this year. He's racking up tons of points so far. Uh, he looks happy and confident. And maybe losing the captaincy was actually a good thing for him to take off that pressure and allow him to just focus on being a good player. Now, also on the right side, we've got uh, Mikey Eisenman. Now, Eisenman, I get that he has a pretty small sample size, but I feel like we're just going to have to go with it anyways because, frankly, we don't really have any other options. Um, Eisenman so far, I think, has done a good job of showing that he can be an effective forechecking presence. I think a B probably makes the most sense for him. You know, he's not going to be the kind of guy who scores like a load of points, right? That's not his game. But kind of like what we saw with Yevgeny Svechnikov, here you have a guy who opens up space for his line mates, grinds into the corners, and sets up Connor and Dubois to do their thing. Isamont can keep up. He can make good passes. He has good judgment when he's in possession. It just seems like he's a really well-rounded forward-checking presence, even if that extra layer of skill that you'd probably like maybe isn't going to turn into something where he's like a top six forward. I think he's been deputized as one, but I think in terms of what you're actually looking for, usually on like a second liner, Isamont might not be able to to reach that level. But I still think as a guy who's filling in uh, for a, a spot that is frankly only going to be fixed by adding either Ehlers at, at reasonable strength or filling it with trade, you know, I think he's done a pretty good job. And I think he fits that role that Connor and Dubois need at their hip. So, you know, Isamont for me, I think a B is a really solid run. I think he's had a good run so far in the top six. He was effective in the bottom six as well, playing alongside Gustafson. I thought that they had some really good chemistry. You really just can't complain about a guy stepping up and being uh, an anchor for this team at a time when the forward depth is definitely thin, right? The fact that Isamont is even in the top six probably tells you the right side uh, in terms of wing depth. It's not great, but and, you know, in the meantime, the Jets are kind of making do. Isamont will basically play wherever he can. And I think so long as he continues to, to perform and stay healthy, that's really all that we could ask for. Now, like I alluded to, obviously, the right side depth, it's not great. Uh, and there are some more players that we want to get through here in just a little bit. Uh, and we'll talk about up next, Sam Gagne and Jansen Harkins. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We're just wrapping up uh, our right winger side of our performance report cards for the Jets so far, about a quarter of the way through the season, maybe a little bit over. And the Jets have had some interesting performers. Sam Gagne, I think, is one of the more polarizing ones for some Jets fans. You know, Gagne, he is kind of on the slower side. He's a veteran presence. But I think what you're missing with him um, is like that rush counter speed, right? That's kind of what you want him to do, uh, especially playing in a role that you would ask him to be more of a transitional force. It's why his top six run has maybe been a little bit underwhelming. But on the flip side, right, what are you getting with Sam? Well, he's got great spatial awareness. I think his vision and, and passing are also top notch. 
he knows how to get the puck into dangerous areas. And I think that is really the most important part. Kind of like Cole Perfetti is not really burning any tires to get up the ice. Gagne is kind of in the same boat. So instead, he compensates with great awareness of where to put the puck for his line mates, how to create good scoring and, and passing lanes, and opening up those opportunities for uh, good shooting areas. He finds himself in some of those areas sometimes. Other times, he's set up his line mates for great scoring goals. You know, you just have to really appreciate, you know, the, the, the shift that he puts in. He leads the Jets or is at least near the top in terms of impact on shot and scoring chance differential. Really does not concede much uh, to his opponents, which is really nice. So Kanye, I, I think in terms of like free agent signings, one of the better ones that the Jets have made. I think he's a very savvy addition. And for his season so far, I, I think I'm going to give him a B plus. I think that he's had a good run. I think that he brings a lot of veteran skill and, you know, you just really love to see a guy who I think for many years has been very underappreciated and sometimes even derided for being what many have considered a bit of a disappointment. He just kind of steps up and does exactly what you ask him to. When he was paired with Shifley, he had a pretty good run, even if he wasn't the fastest, you know, in depths, you know, in, in like bottom six depth roles. He's been a great driving force at creating shot opportunities and limiting scoring chances against. So, you know, he's had a, a couple of nice points already, a couple of uh, nice assists and a few goals, just a really good value signing. And he's even shown that he's got some power play chops. And I think the Jets should probably take more advantage of that. Now, the last guy that we're going to talk about on this one uh, is an interesting one for me because I, I used to be a little bit mixed on Hanson Harkins, right? Harkins has kind of been... And I, I would say a polarizing player, um, at least for me, you can see where Jansen's headspace is at. You can see the technical skill and ability that he has, especially when you pair him with like a really good center. He's a, a punishing finisher. He knows how to get in and around the slot. But for some reason in previous years, when the puck would get on the stick in the offensive zone, the play would just kind of die. Um, and I don't know if it was just a lack of confidence or some level of execution where the way that he was thinking about things and trying to actually put them into play wasn't really translating. This year, ever since getting sent to the Moose, it's not really been that story anymore. He looks dangerous. He looks potent. He's consistently been buzzing around the net, whether he's playing with Lowry or Gustafson. The results are pretty positive. Um, he's, he's already notched a few points here and there. He's been a bit of a pest, and I feel like this is kind of the Anson Harkins that I've been waiting for. You know, when he was with the Moose uh, in previous years, he could light the league up. I mean, the AHL was very easy for him. He was on a scoring streak when he left. And so I feel like this is kind of that elite, you know, third or fourth line role that we really need more of. A guy who's got the scoring chops to keep up and also helps drive play positively, even if he's not the lead guy. I, I know that Anson has kind of been frustrating in years past, but I think for him, I'm giving him a B to a B plus, I think. He's had a really good start to the season. I'd like to see him continue to drive results and perhaps even notch a few more goals. He's already on a good pace so far, and I think as long as he keeps it up, I, I mean, I, I hope that the Jets are, are willing to keep him around. He signed a pretty cheap contract extension. Maybe he has a stronger year this season that kind of shows um, a next level to his game, but we'll see. You know, he's competing with one other guy, Mason Appleton, who I didn't review because Appleton's kind of uh, been injured for the past while. I think if you have to give me, you know, a, a chance to make a letter grade, I'd probably give Mason 
like a C plus to a, a C. I think Mason hasn't really had the start that we were hoping for. But again, small sample size, you know, the, the Jets the first few weeks weren't so good under Bones. Even now, we're still seeing them, you know, struggling here and there. So I don't want to be too harsh on him, but I do think like Harkins, uh, Gagne, some of these other guys, they've supplanted Mason in the lineup. So we'll see how it pans out. Hopefully when Appleton's healthy again, we can see if he's got a return to form ready to go. Otherwise, you know, this Jets team has plenty of depth forwards who can really step up and they've shown it this year. So that's what I'm hoping for. Now it's just up to the Jets to maybe acquire and bring in uh, another top six forward of some sort, someone to really reward this team and boost this, uh, this, the squad scoring output. But I'd be curious to know how you rate these players so far. Let me know what you think of the right side wing depth on uh, my YouTube comments below. Give me your ratings if you want, or any other players you want me to talk about. I will focus on them on future episodes, but for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. So thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. It brings you the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms for free. So like, follow, and subscribe right now. And again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.